Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. Sorry for the wait. You know, um, we're going to do what we do around here. We blame Sean. This is Sean's fault. Sorry everybody had to wait. Don't matter whose fault it is. It's always Sean. Uh, <laughs> we're, happy to, we're happy everybody hung around that you did. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm joined by yes. my co-host, uh, Master Distiller Sean Rigsby. And we are honored and grateful to have um, Moonshiner star, uh, Master Distiller winner, uh, Richard Landry. Welcome to the show. Better late than never. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry about that, y'all. Oh, you, hey, like I said, man, you get used to working in front of the cameras. You don't know how to work in front of behind. So. <laughs> you know your job. Stay in your lanes. <laughs> all those producers out there, I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. They're gonna give you crap. It's well deserved. It's well deserved. So, uh, how you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm good, man. How y'all doing? I'm great. Not bad. Not bad. A lot better now. I had a rough week, but you know we go through those, so it's all good. If it ain't rough, it ain't real. That's right. You know, sometimes it's, it's got to be rough just so you know, let you know you're alive. You know, every now and then you got to go through a rough pass just to just to make you make you appreciate the little things a little bit more, and that's Definitely. just the way it is. So Definitely. absolutely. So, um, we always start our show our show out. Um, what you drinking on, Sean? Show me them bush light apples. Actually, I figured I'd. Uh, Step back on shit this morning and drink the shit that's even worse. <laughs> no, so uh, re regular bush light. <laughs> nah, man, just some bourbon. It's, nice. uh, it's pretty good for what it is. What about yourself? I'm just drinking on some good old corn liquor tonight. Wow, I'm go. jealous. Oh, keeping it. Well, you, uh, keep, uh, I don't, I don't dip into the corn liquor very often. I'm more of a brandy guy. I like my brandies, but every yeah. now and then, you know, you got after the week I had, it felt like a corn liquor type of night. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know Hell what? Yeah. I'm not drinking anything tonight, man. Uh, uh, so, we're filming. We're finishing off the season of Moonshiners right now. And uh, tomorrow morning, as y'all see, I'm in a hotel. Tomorrow morning is an obligation, bright and early. We're going to be. Mm. Doing a TV Hell yeah, yeah not, not everybody shows up to film hungover, ain't that right, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> man, I was fucking freaking blasted, man. I'm not, yeah, uh, that was rough, man. I enjoyed I've it, done, man. I've done that. I've done that. Howard and I, man, Howard. You know, Howard's one of the one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. You know, and Howard and I hook up doing a master distiller tournament of champions, right? We had these people late every day. <laughs> every day. They were knocking on our doors because we just had fun. But Howard's, Howard's a real guy. You know, he's just like you and I. If, if you and I get together, any one of you know, us get together, we're going to be late for work the next morning. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, At least. Just got like four or five days. <laughs> yeah. Taking some time off, man. Vacation <laughs> it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely. That's awesome. So uh, I like what y'all do with uh, with this talking about uh, moonshine because uh, you know, like I just finished having a conversation with a guy in an elevator. Uh, you know, sometimes you gain inspiration and knowledge from people that you wouldn't even think that you would. That's right. Uh, so I have something different about me. Like I don't come from a moonshine heritage or background or anything like that. Uh, I kind of gain off of everybody else's grandfather and what they put into the game, you know, uh, 
So this guy's telling me about his uncle that made alcohol and went to jail so many times that to be like like Otis on uh, the Andy Griffith show, he could walk himself in, yep, and lock himself up, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'm listening to this guy, and he was saying something. He said, "Man, uh, why there's so many people making moonshine right now?" And I was on the way up here to come and meet you guys, and I said, "Because there's there's guys like I'm going to meet right now." in this business, in this game, that's telling people what's actually going on here. At one time, it was just, you know, something you kept in the network in the backwoods. Yep. But, but now, I mean, it's like everybody's running to talk about this. Everybody's running to try this. I have a little local uh, craft store, brew store right here near me, well, in Louisiana. And uh, he told me, he said, man, I can't keep moonshine stills. He said, I, I sell more stills than I sell yeast. And it's yep. guys like y'all, you know, that stand up and, and pay yep. attention to this and really try to be responsible with it because there's a lot of people out here who are doing it irresponsibly. Yep. Given, you know, that has given us a bad name for a very long time. So I'm glad that there's gentlemen like y'all in the game that try to perpetuate it and make it look good. You know, yep. it's, it's it, the time. The times we're in nowadays. There's so much information and there's there's so much bad information. That, um, you know, if you respect what you do, then it's your duty to pass on great information, not just yep. good information, but great information. Man, because, you know, you know, it's it, it can be dangerous. And, you know, if, if I gave somebody bad information, I knew they got hurt. It would hurt me inside to know that I'm the cause of that. Yeah, that's so I was going to say there was a lady who told me a long time ago, wasted or knowledge not shared is wasted knowledge. Is knowledge wasted. Yeah. Yep, and it don't matter, in my opinion, if it's liquor, it's anything. You know, yeah, a, a doctor's, you know, when you talk about medicine, so I, I stay kind of true to a different factor of alcohol because there's a reason why alcohol has had its stigma all through life, even in prohibition and all that, but it was way before that. Uh, so a doctor's number one tenet is to do no harm. Yep. That should be ours also because I am literally giving somebody something that is going to alter their thought process, that is going to uh, give them the capability to either be strong, forceful, or loving, or whatever. You know, people say I make the loving kind, the fighting kind, the DW guy <laughs> kind. I mean, we, we are really, I mean, that is a, that's when you sit back and look at that, that's a serious responsibility that you take within yourself. You know, do you want to give somebody something? Do you want to? sell somebody a jar of alcohol and then you hear the next morning they crashed into a bus and killed four children. Yeah, that's... I mean, is is there... I mean, are we making alcohol to get people fucked up? Are we making alcohol because we want to make it better? Are we making alcohol because we want to bring some things into it that can actually help people? Like Mike Cockrell on the show made an... Uh, he made a moonshine with kudzu. kudzu. I don't know what that is. Kudzu is an invasive species of vine that a uh, long time ago when it was sent here, it was sent here like a joke. Uh, it grows all over mountains and hillsides and everywhere. The more hilly, the, the more probable it will get. It will grow like crazy. So uh, who knew that this right. thing had within it that would make you stop drinking? So you actually could make some kind of tincture with this or tea and give this to someone who has alcohol-related issues and actually help me stop. I mean, Mike, though that I want to beat him up right now, 
I probably will pick him up the next time. I see him. Uh, I'm telling the truth. I just, uh, Are you talking about Mike Cockrell? Yeah, I'm talking about Mike Cockrell. But I gotta give credit where credit is due. Oh no, you hey man, I'm right there with you, man. There's I some people that build skills ain't worth like, the These guys are really good, good liquor makers. He came up with something that like kudzu. Kudzu will stop you from drinking alcohol. I mean, there, there are responsibilities that we can have within alcohol that supersedes getting fucked up, yelling and screaming and having a good time. Yeah. I mean, there are things that we can do specifically, and it's because of avenues like this that we're able to talk about this because everybody wants to keep it elusive and keep it in the backwoods. Well, moonshine making is not a backwoods technology anymore. Not, not anymore. You know, it's, it's, right. it's so socially acceptable now, and it's just it's the boom. And, you know, we're – we're living in the moonshine boom right now. And, and, and for guys that just do it for the love of it, you know, we're, we're at the high point. We're at the high point and couldn't ask for any more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I, I love the fact that so many of the guys that stand out that have been there, it's, it's a good thing that these guys that do know what they're doing are coming out here and starting to partake. Like I looked at a guy the other day on YouTube, 70 years old. It's my first YouTube video, but when he started talking, when he started saying what his people taught him and mm-hmm. the cleanliness factor, and this is how you make an, uh, a cleaning solution and all kind of stuff. Like his grandfather knew this when there was no YouTube, when there was no education. This guy went through trial and error to figure out yeah. what he could get to now. Now he's got his grandson. His grandson's 70 years old, so this guy's been buried a long time. With 70 years old, and now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, Someone tells him about a medium where he could get get to and start talking about what his grandfather did. So I mean, this is that. I mean, this. I mean, we are not the only liquor makers in the world that make really good liquor. There's a whole lot of people out there with stories, uh, and we need to. Yep. Get, if we didn't have things like this, we would not hear these stories. Yeah, we're all you know, about the stories, man. That's that's exactly that's my favorite we, part. I love when people talk. There's a few other podcasts out there. One of them is my buddy's Alan Bishops, which you may have heard of him before. Um, but uh, that they were kind of based more so on like the legal side of things. Mm-hmm. As far as we want to hear the stories that, yeah, we like like, like do people you have- like us come up from a master distiller show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a constant. You know, we we lucky like we're in a blessed position, bro. You sure. know, meeting meeting you was a blessing. You know, and but the platform in the house. that brought us together, uh, moonshine is. I, I tell people all the time, Master Distiller, like coming into Master Distiller, everybody wants to come there and win. You are not going to win. I have lost more times on Master Distiller than I won, but it's not about winning on Master Distiller. I'm, I'm glad I did, but it, right. it was about winning. I mean, even if I'd lost the first time and I wouldn't be on this podcast with you guys right now, even if I'd never been on Moonshine or anything like that, meeting Tom, meeting yeah. Uh, I mean, meeting a crew, meeting everybody, being able to partake in that, being able to talk to people about what's going on and hear things. Because when I'm at home, I can talk about moonshine. Tell I said right. hey. <laughs> tell, tell the boss we said hi. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's the, yeah the boss. So. It's all good. It is, and that's what makes it good. Thinking about the fact that you have someone in your life that you don't want to 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 feel bad about your decisions. You know, like back in the day, you know, making moonshine would send somebody to jail and then you would have to leave that beautiful little girl. So, uh, like, you know, nowadays, like, you know, my kids are teenagers, they're all about social media. 
and they love the fact that you know dad's big on social media to them that means more than anything you know they tell their friends yeah. this and that and so it's different now than it used to be and it's you know it's just the times and it's amazing yeah. so um we really like to hear stories do you got any uh moonshine my moonshine still about kill yeah. stories growing uh, up you had, had one you know we had a guy he had a blueberry stuck in about killed him <laughs> i love i love moonshine about kill me stories it's, so I, it tells us what not to do I did something to teach my little brother something because I thought uh, my little brother. No, when I first started making moonshine, nobody wanted to participate. Nobody, I mean, my ex-wife didn't want to let me do it. I had a friend, Jeff. He's dead and gone today, man. If it wasn't for Jeff, we wouldn't be here. Uh, Jeff said, "Come on, we're gonna do it at my house." Jeff was a total screw up, uh, but he believed in me. Uh, so Jeff saw the whole process of making a moonshine still. He understood a lot of things. And he, he told me one day, he said, man, my little brother does not want to do this at all. He said, well, you got to give him a reason. It's not dangerous enough. Your little brother lives on the edge. <laughs> what the hell do I need to do? He said, take a little bit of that paste you're making and plug it in that steel right there. It's going to pop out when the pressure builds up. Uh, Ope style cap? Uh, no, I, we pasted the worm. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. That thing blew the thumper up. And it's a good thing we built this cheap thumper and didn't have our soldering technique proper at the top of it, so it blew the top of it off. But all three of us are standing there looking at each other, and we're inside this guy's house when we're doing this, right? And then all his Celotex was just like blown up. And there's insulation flying everywhere. And he looked at me and he said, I guess I can't say nothing because I told you to do that shit. <laughs> I mean, blew that thumper straight up. That was the worst, you know. That it's because of that and being able to see that that I know how serious it is to check everything. So I blow. I mean, even if I just got a couple of hundred fifty gallon stills, uh, I blow those things. I blow through them. I, I mm -hmm. there's a point in time where I'm gonna allow mechanics to uh, to tell me I'm safe. I'm gonna make sure that I know practically it is, and that was one of those experiences in life. So though it was something that I was just trying to teach my brother, it wound up teaching me something because I saw what could have happened. If my little brother had his head over that thing, yeah, you know, yep. It, it, Always it, take a cup of water and just pour down my water and make sure it comes out the bottom. Comes out of there, yeah. And uh, I take a couple of pounds of air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Get a newfound okay. respect with something, and you're like, Oh, shit, man, I was close. I was close. Damn, I was close. Like, yeah. the, even, the, the even still to this day, man, if I got a barrel running and they, they always make that pop, wow. And you're just like, You know, it's coming. You don't care. You still shit your pants every time that thing makes that pop noise. Mm -hmm. man, I, I, had a, I had a, a stainless steel before, it was an octagon shape. I'll send you a picture, Richard. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. But I'd be sitting there, man, and at some point before I got it, guys like, okay, look, when you're sitting there and it gets hot and the fucking sides expand on that thing, he said, it's going to sound like a fucking gun going off. Boom. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Boom. Didn't think nothing of it. Man, I'm sitting there, <laughs> fucking kicked back, you know, just waiting on this motherfucker. All of a sudden, boom, I fucking about fell out of my damn chair. I'm like, what the fuck? And I told him, I said, son of a bitch, you weren't fucking lying, man. Jesus Christ. It don't yeah. matter if it's the 10th time. You know it's coming, man. It still gets you yeah. every gets single time. Yeah, it, it gets you. It, it makes that butthole pucker just a little bit, man. Because you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm no. good. I'm good. I'm good. For a second, I thought I was gone, but I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, um, go what's, ahead. Your, what's your favorite thing to make? What's your favorite thing to make that you just love to yeah, make? Man, you're always making all that cool shit stuff people's never heard of. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I, I like. I like the character you bring on the show because you're all you're you're doing different shit. You remind me. I do all kinds of different stuff. You know, like us over at Phil Billy Moonshine, we do all kinds of different things, and we we pride ourselves on finding new things. <laughs> so I really like that. That's what you're bringing to to the show. You know that that diversity of what I can use to make moonshine out of. Yeah, because it's not all corn, you know. Go ahead. I appreciate it. No, it's not all corn, but we got to understand that the space and time that corn became popular. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, so corn became popular when there was nothing else out there. Corn's the roots. Exactly. Hey, corn's the roots. That's where it's working. Corn's exactly. the roots. You never forget so, where you came from. You know, and that's my little brother is, I mean, he's new to the game. And um, I told him, I said, he always wants to try different things. And I, I'll, I always told him back in the beginning a few years ago, I said, you're going to start with corn. Mm-hmm. And he's been through a thousand He's, he's done a thousand things. Uh, and I always tell him, I said, man, look, when you're dealing with grains, it, you know, to me, that's a food source that you have to cook because I can't give you raw corn and expect you to eat it. So that's a food source. If, you, if you're going to consume it through your mouth, it has to be cooked. So why, when you drink it through your mouth, why don't you cook it? And a lot of people don't do that. Uh, there's most, I mean, most people go, go through the conversion, but there's something beyond conversion. I mean, there are 77 different chemicals in corn. You know that? I mean, we look at, when we look at alcohol, uh, making a mash, people look at the flavor. People look at uh, what's associated with it. Let's just say strawberries. We're going to get away from corn and go into strawberries. Like strawberries have seeds wrapped around them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 14 different chemicals in that seed. So when you ferment something and you don't take those things away, like, you you have to take the things away that you don't need. That's the way I look at it. That's the way I approach alcohol. So I do it. Makes sense. I want to I just be able to, I need the olfactory things and the sensory things. I need the smell and mm-hmm. the something to come through. I don't need riboflavin. I don't need nitrogen. I don't need thiamine. I don't need B12. I don't need all of those things. And inadvertently in fermentation, those things carry over, whether we realize or not. Whatever mm-hmm. in something, we take the essence of that and bring it over in alcohol. So the essence of corn brings over the things that we don't need in corn also. Oh, absolutely. Instead of a strawberry brings over things we don't need also. We don't need potassium. Do you want a jar of potassium or do you want to taste a banana? I want that banana. Uh, you know, I've, I've found that if, if you can, uh, you get a real strong nose, that will trick your palate into tasting more than this or less. really there. Or less, you know, one, one way or the other. Yep. You know, if you can get that good nose in there, then that really helps with your your flavor. Exactly. And those are the only things that we really want to associate with alcohol. So back in the beginning, these guys didn't know chemistry. They didn't know science. They didn't know any of that stuff. And they didn't know that they could isolate those things. Inadvertently, they did do it because some people did think along. I'm thinking along these lines because of what mm-hmm. they for me in the past. Hey, I can't just put corn in this pot. I got to cook it. I got to make it soft. So inadvertently, they were doing chemistry. They were boiling things away that they didn't know. They didn't have controls and temperature. Like, I can get to 292 degrees and stay there for 12 minutes and know I'm maintaining something to take one specific component out of corn because it's there. And I'm going to bring it over in flavor. Oh, yeah. 
I'm gonna, I mean, you don't know what riboflavin tastes like. Or actually, you do. You do know what it tastes like because you've been drinking corn liquor with all that shit in it for so long that people yep. have been giving it to you. So when you taste someone's alcohol who doesn't have that shit in it, something's different to you. Something feels different. Something tastes different. That nose is starting to appear. This is different. I always oh, yeah. there's a there's a fucking reason why I'm sitting here and it's not my color. <laughs> right. Yep. We put science in the alcohol and then we think that that's the way it should be going. I mean, times are changing. I just finished selling that to someone else. So we have evolved through life. Ducks have evolved through life. Deer have evolved through evolved through life. The roadways have evolved through life. I, yep. I mean, everything has changed. Our haircuts have evolved through life. Our clothing has. Why the fuck is alcohol staying the same? Yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's so many different options. I mean, hell, you can go with different stills, run at different times, you know, infusions. You can do all kinds of shit. And the I mean, heating I'm, method has changed. Everybody's going to. That's that's why Moonshine is so popular. This is why we are so popular mm -hmm. because we propose. Uh, I'll give you a clear banana brandy, apple brandy, uh, whatever, as opposed to, and we're not going to throw no shots at nobody, but as opposed to distilleries out there who are post-flavoring, putting this much alcohol in the jar and this much flavoring and making the same money that I have to make by putting that much alcohol yeah. in the jar. You know what I mean? It, but that's evolution. Times are changing. Mm -hmm. And for these people to like Sugarlands and Tennessee Shine, no plugs to nobody, but for these guys to be on top of the game like they are right now, they saw something coming. They saw that alcohol is changing. I can't sell a clear jar anymore. I got to give people flavors. I got to make this palatable for women. Women buy more alcohol than we'll buy any day of the week. And oh, we in a herd. Just now, we're starting to make this to where women are wanting to buy alcohol. Even women always buy alcohol. They always buy wine. They might like their little crowns or whatever they like. But now, women are buying moonshine in bulk. Something we never even thought about. There was never even an equation for that. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, a man wants what a woman wants because that's what keeps her happy. And what keeps her happy keeps me happy because it keeps her quiet <laughs> and, exactly. and happy. And, you know, and a happy wife, happy life, happy husband, happy life. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's all about what the women want. It, it, there's a reason why uh, Disney World makes trillions of dollars because they tailor towards children. And what exactly. your children want is what a parent's going to give them. So, you know, it, it just makes sense. It makes exactly. sense. And it makes dollars, and that's what makes sense. Exactly. And getting yourself toward women, or it's, it's not even getting yourself toward women. It's it's a it's business. It's a trend in business. So alcohol is a business. We don't do this. You don't do this shit for fun. You do this shit for funds. I mean, there was a point in life where I did this for fun, but this is we do this for funds. We don't do this for fun. So I mean, if you're gonna keep up with the funds part of the game. You're going to have to yep. move with the trends. You're going to have to do what the trends are doing. And I, I mean, I love the fact, look, I love that we're outside and we're doing alcohol uh, on another level. But if you do something for long enough, you're not going to want to just stay where you are. You're going to want to move up to the top of the game. Like, mm -hmm. I want to go see who's out there. I mean, there's a bunch of people that say that dude can't make alcohol. But you know what? I'm going to tell you all the truth about it. We're going to just get it out here and open right now. You know when I make alcohol? When I go on master distiller, <laughs> I'm to make alcohol. I mean, yeah. I might go on master master distiller and participate in a tournament of champions or something and beat seven fucking people. They make alcohol every fucking day. Mm -hmm. I do not. 
I run a business. I have uh, children. I mean, everybody has those obligations, but I run a business. I have employees. I have more time than I dedicate to that than I do to alcohol. I understand the thing behind alcohol. A simple thing like I told you, like cook the shit away that make that that's not supposed to be in where you want to drink. Mm-hmm. Will turn into something on the show like, okay, you won. Okay, and you won again, and you won again, and you won again. It's not that these people don't know what's going on. I mean, if you're not going to dedicate yourself to this craft like other people do, don't discredit what people are doing. Because I can stand up next to anybody any day and make alcohol. You could also. I mean, I could get a seven-year-old off the street to whip anyone's ass if they've been paying attention to what somebody's doing. Yeah. Or paying attention to what somebody's not doing. And I have that capability that a lot of people don't have. I pay attention to what the fuck you don't do. And if you don't yep. do something that I don't do, I got you. Hell yeah. Shit, I was going to ask something. I can't remember what it was now. That doesn't surprise me. Um. Yeah, well. <laughs> hey, y'all gonna make me get up and go get a beer, man. Hey, get on. Sean ain't got work tomorrow. He's uh No, I got a government job. I don't work tomorrow. He's got him a house. He's got a house full of uh, in-laws with him at his house right now. So he's gonna go a little hard tonight. That's <laughs> what I said. So, right. Yes, you need that. You know. <laughs> Ain't nothing like in-laws. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> hey, you know, in-laws, in-laws are kind of cool. Like, okay, I was uh I was in a serious relationship. I thought it was serious, but some bullshit, right? And uh she has a brother who's like, I know all these moonshiners, and I know all these moonshiners, and I'm thinking he's about to take me to the hood, right? So he's talking <laughs> about these moonshiners. So we get to the sticks like three hours away from Atlanta. Dude, he takes me to meet these guys, and these guys have a they got some water that that's been coming out of the ground forever. They've been making alcohol in so many different forms and so many different fashions. Like they have a process for strawberry brandy that involves a pecan, a soft shell pecan. It's just a process that they've been through. I mean, time teaches you things. Yep. Uh, like being around some of these guys teaches you things. I don't even know how I got on this guy. This guy tripped me out, man. He put pecans and strawberries together. It was the best tasting shit. He would whip everybody's ass on Master's ever walk in front of him. <laughs> ever. Hell yeah. Can't read, can't write, never could. But he has an yep. alcohol process that is pro- tried and true, proven. I'm, I, I've never tasted anybody better. And I've tasted a lot of people's stuff. Oh yeah. You know, and it's funny, man. It's, it's really a science. And I don't know if it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing, but like when people always ask me shit, you know, how to do things, I'm like, man, it's not a science. Just, I mean, it is a science, but like, I don't know. I just keep things simple. You know, that's how, well, when I was learning, I was all about keeping things simple. That way, if I change something and I didn't like the result, I know what fucked it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. moonshiners don't do that. I mean, I, I run into a lot oh. of guys. That's the number. I, I run into these guys. The number one problem is if you do something, did you write it down? If you run into a problem, do you know what the problem was? Can you identify it? Can you go back at it? Can you do it again? They don't. They don't take notes. I mean, that's something that that is the most serious part about alcohol making. If you can. Show yourself what you're doing wrong. You can show yourself what to do right. Also, a lot of guys yeah. don't 
Um, I hear I see more guys that will make a mistake and keep making it just to save face. And you know, hey man, I did this wrong. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna give you a different product. Like I see a lot of guys that just sit back in this bullshit and just wanted to be what they say it is as of who they are, and that is not alcohol. Ain't that ain't yeah. nothing wrong with admitting when you're wrong. Like, admitting when yeah. you there ain't nothing wrong with admitting when you're wrong. That's you know <laughs> admitting when you don't know everything. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to this, we're we're participating in a science right now. This is a science that we're doing. Yep. You know, and we are tasked with the obligation. We are tasked with the obligation. That they know because I mean we really can do harm. We can do a lot of harm. I know my voice carries a lot of weight, thank God. Um, yep. I refuse to not give someone the proper information that they need to be successful because I would feel like if something happened, then that was shoulders. I mean, I'm going into legal alcohol production right now, and that's something I'm I'm working on. I know you guys focus on being out there in the woods, but you know, I wonder if some of these old timers way back in the day would have stepped into my shoes and got out of theirs, you know, if they had the chance to do so. Yeah, it's uh I'm sure you're probably right. They probably would. Yeah. So are you? Uh, what are you? Are you going legal? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Are you? Um, you're from uh, Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. That's what. All right. Um, are you? Are you opening a distillery in Louisiana? Is that where you open a distillery at? You know, I didn't want to go back to Louisiana and do a distillery. I wanted to go to another state. I was going to go to Georgia. I had a real beautiful situation there that I was going to step into. And one of my friends came down and got me. He said, uh, come and see me. He uh, he owns some property that used to be owned by McElhenney Tabasco, the Tabasco people. Okay. So when you walk into what's going to be one part of the, every part of the distillery, uh, all they did was store their barrels here. They didn't do it like Rick Rooms now where they lay them sideways and stack them up. They stack these barrels on top of each other. And I mean, they were probably 10, 15 barrels high. You do the math. So when I look at the concrete, I can still see the barrel marks. That's fucking cool. Yeah. In the floor. He said, uh, I want you to come here and do something. We got a three and a half acre compound. We got over 297 thousand square feet of storage capacity and one portion of it and another 180 and another side we just came back from getting the stills so we jumped into two small stills then we jumped into a little larger situation a 300 gallon still uh we're on a rail spur i've already been in a trucking situation so i've, I've been ready for this it's like i've been manufacturing god has been manufacturing my life for this moment all along Hell yeah, man! That's awesome. That's well. I mean, uh, essentially, that's in my opinion what every person that went on master distiller or every person that tries to go on master distiller essentially mm -hmm. is dreaming of mm -hmm. make yeah. your make and sell your own liquor your own liquor legally. <laughs> I mean, the the the. I just want people to see something different, and there's a capability to do that. We we think about herbals and medicine. Uh, we deal with teas, we deal with, so I deal with ethanol. There's plants out there in nature. You know, if you're a moonshiner and you just make moonshine, that's cool. But if you're a moonshiner and you realize that there are other sides, sides of this equation, like there are plants that we deal with every day and there are fruits that we deal with every day that actually produce ethanol. 
So if we looked at the science behind this thing, like I can name four fruits right now that have in their scientific description, ethanolic equations. So I can exploit that from the thing, number one, and then do what I need to do with it to make alcohol. So when we say ethanol, that's a fuel source. Yep. So in, this, in the production of this thing, like most people are... I applaud these guys that are making moonshine. I applaud these guys that are out here selling $25 jars. I, I, I'm a owner of the craft, and I will help you in any form or fashion. But if you do not care to do the exact same things that we are doing on another level, then stay doing what you're doing. Because the same things that you make alcohol with, I make few with also. And then I turn around and make alcohol with so, I mean, it's it's a science. If you don't study the science and you don't pay attention to what's going on, making corn liquor is not going to sustain you in life. Making strawberry brandy is not going to sustain you in life. But if you can derive a fuel source from this, a replenishable fuel source, and still make alcohol from it, then that's a win-win all across the board. With, with the way things are, man, shortages yep. and hard to come across and this and that, like... You need you need to know you need to know what you can and what you can't and have backups and and second second backups and yeah you always gotta have plan B C D you know not just A B <laughs> exactly yeah. one of my mentors he told he said to me he said uh he's he's like number one on his circuit and I said how did you get there he said I always have a backup plan he said no one has a backup plan. He said, everybody's preparing for when it's good, but who's paying attention to when it gets bad? What's your backup plan? If I can't sell alcohol, well, guess what? I made some ethanol while I was doing that also. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, some, easy, uh, it's easy to uh, get fat during the harvest, but it's hard to feed yourself yeah. in the middle of the winter. You have you got to plan ahead. Exactly. Exactly. And those things are not hard to do. Anybody can do the shit that we do. Anybody can do it, but can anybody jump to the next level and make it relevant? Can they make it right? Can they make it something appealing? Can you, if you get into alcohol production and you make uh, 20 liquors in two years, but everybody only buys one jar, a million people buy one jar, then what have you accomplished? You haven't done anything because you can spread that million people across America and not very many people. Hey, if a million people bought one jar, shit. You'd be good. <laughs> I've accomplished a lot of money. <laughs> you, you, you'd, be, you'd be good. But what if they didn't like it? And exactly. That then they won't yep. you ever had. So now you got to Now you're in a bind because you got to go back and pay for all this other stuff that you have going on. You got to recoup all of that. But you still have to try to get out there in business. What if you had a product that a million people bought a million times. What if your grandchildren, grandchildren will be sitting back one day like, I don't know how Sean did this shit, but he did it. I'm glad he did. <laughs> and that's yep. the thing people are looking at. Like, I didn't jump into alcohol. I, I didn't jump into trucking to give trucking, you know, my whatever in life. I did it for something for later on in life for my children and my children's children to have something significant. And the same thing with alcohol. I didn't jump into alcohol yep. because I wanted to make a good fucking jar of liquor. I could buy a jar of liquor real good from Sean Rigsby if I wanted to. Yeah. We came up here to do it different. It was decent three times in my life, and that's all that matters. That's all it takes. Hey, <laughs> same thing with the old lady, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
it's been a while, man. It was it's, the show was going too great. I had to throw a wrench in it, man. It's just we get off the rails a little bit sometimes. So hey, oh, yeah. let's do it. That's just where it's at. You can definitely tell, you know, we uh we love each other around here. It ain't nothing but love and, and camaraderie. So that's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. So definitely. Uh, well, you know, you make all this different kind of stuff. You know, the next question is, what, what type of yeast do you use? Well, what's your favorite type of yeast? Do you di- do you differentiate you between? Yep, do you propagate? Let's, 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 I'm going to hear you talk about a little bit of um, some yeast up in here. So, okay. So when I first started dealing with yeast, I was trying to buy the best yeast I could buy. So I started propagating yeast. I learned that process and had aquariums in my house and all kind of stuff. My ex-wife thought I was crazy like the hell are you doing i walk she walked in one day she said you're gonna make that mess up in here i'm gonna call the police <laughs> she didn't know uh but then i got into this situation and i started being around you know real moonshiners and i say real moonshiners these guys uh, and they started introducing me to like simple yeast i call it simple yeast but it's actually not bread yeast uh, and i wonder why people love bread yeast so much you know why they're using that it's been going on for so long and so if i make a a strawberry brandy with uh, a lavender and then i jump to a red star and then i just use a simple bread yeast more people are gonna like this bread yeast than i gotta like that lavender for sure because it's more complex it's taking some more out of it um it's, you, it's more appreciable in the wine world than it is in the moonshine world. And there's a reason why people love bread yeast. Because that's the only thing they use for a lot of years. And people's palate have become acclimated to tasting the familiarity of bread mm-hmm. It's not it's because people are accustomed to it. Because if you if I give a moonshiner right now in a real good area, somebody that's selling a lot of moonshine, some yeast that be... Four hundred dollars in this size, nobody's gonna eat their product because they wait so familiar to everyone. So because of that right there and that science right there that I've had to experiment with, I'm working on a combination of yeast right now that has common similarities of that bread yeast and the simple complexities of it, but yep. also the things that take away like. I, I need a real good dryness factor in my, my mash build, so I want to get to the EC-111s, the EC-113s and whatnot like that. It depends It depends on what I'm doing and who's the customer. Like, if I'm doing something like Absent, Absent is so profound, I, I can't use bread yeast with that because it right. doesn't give me the proper flavor profile. Right. So I need to get to something a little bit more difficult. But then I think about the person that's consuming my drink also. So the mm-hmm. person that's drinking Absent ain't drinking yeah that's right you know what i mean it's, yep. it's who i'm entertaining and, and what i'm entertaining so i mean yeast are complex man it seems like a simple thing i thought it was the simplest thing in the world when i first jumped in this or i could just order a little packet of this stuff and yeah. it'll work no 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 yeah i mean no. it's it it all has its place like everything has yeah. its place. and I, I mean your customers are i mean that's the thing. I mean, where I'm from in Louisiana, there's not a whole lot of moonshine stuff going on. So people aren't, aren't just every day buying moonshine and moving around like that. Uh, here, where I am right now, I'm in uh, Asheville, North Carolina right now. Uh, I cannot go somewhere and bring somebody 50 gallons of corn liquor that has been flavored by lavender or 
any one of the ECs, EC 116, 18, 12, all the way up to 24. I can't do that because they're going to be like, that shit ain't good. And it's not that the liquor is good. It's just that there's something different about the way that this corn structure broke down and is presented to them now as compared to with Bridges, just something that I could walk into a store and grab off of the shelf, dollar store, wherever. I can't do that with those, those yeasts. That's why yeast is so important. But your customer is important also. You got to realize where your customer is, what your customer is tasting, what's the product behind it. Because your product, like corn liquor, the, the guy that, like I said, the guy that's buying absinthe ain't buying corn liquor. Regional, yep. regional palates. Regional palates. You know, every region has a different palate. Yeah, um, that's like apple pie. You know, yeah. some people like that cinnamon bite. We, yeah, we all love cinnamon in this yeah. area. We're all about apples mm -hmm. up here in Ohio and cinnamons <laughs> and apple pie and apple cider and so if if somebody from Texas brings hands me a jar of, of apple pie, I'm instantly like, this is good. It needs a hell of a lot more cinnamon. And then I <laughs> hand them a jar, and they're like, man, this has way too much cinnamon in it. And yeah. then I uh, had a guy down in uh, Florida. They used, he used a lot of clove. He's like, dude, everybody around here loves clove. And I'm like, needs less clove, more cinnamon. <laughs> and so it's just – it's all about a regional thing. You know, it's about where you're at, and it's 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 just like – you know, down in Louisiana, y'all like like your food a little hotter. And up here, I don't like it so hot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the wonderful thing about alcohol because if you – and that's why a lot of these guys get into the alcohol game and they don't change their product because, I mean, like when you get into the legal side of things, labels cost money. Uh, every time you do a label, you're looking at dropping five grand. Uh, so you don't want to get into something that's not really going to sell. It's just going to be an experiment. So a lot of these guys do stay stagnant. Like, there's a reason why Jack Daniels been Jack Daniels. Because they didn't change. I mean, they were like, yeah. fried chicken. They didn't try to make hamburgers in the back while they were making chicken. They did. And then you see here now with the flavor craze, they're starting to come out with green apple and things like that. Because they're seeing, they, they like you said, they've been stagnant so long with the same thing. And now they're seeing the moonshine craze with all the flavors. And so now they're dipping into that too, you know? You know, it, yep. that's the, I'm starting to see a lot of women like, man, oh man, everybody knows. The first time I met Amanda. Oh, okay. Amanda, Brian. Yep. Dude, like this woman totally fucked my head up. Her boyfriend walked out there and said, uh, <laughs> I got to meet you. You know Jay, right? Yeah, I know Jay. So I walk, he walks out there, man, girl, and I got to show you this. I got to show you this. And I'm like, I'm not walking in that fucking room, dude. Like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm not walking there. He's like, dude, please. And Amanda's sleeping. She's in the bed sleeping. She's been up for two days. She's about to go on Master Distiller for the first time. And I walked into a fucking laboratory. <laughs> Best Western, Sevierville, uh, Tennessee, right there off of the main drag. Yep. I walked in there. Amanda had a laboratory. I mean, figures and equations. She had stuff hung on the wall and muddy-looking water, but it was alcohol that she was filtering. White shit into Amanda was one of those people that understood. Jenny will be back. So. There's so much more to this thing. Uh, she, she's coming back. To be, you know, we present it. It's not Apple brand. These people with the cloves in Florida. Amanda's one of those people that can make perfect balance. What? 
Hold on, guys. I'll be right back. Just continue. Let's go. Me and Big Easy going to be Big Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it is. The boss calls. It. Sean's got to run. It. So. so That's how it is. That's awesome. So um, you was the you I, I believe you was the first one to go from master distiller to the main show, yeah, uh, on a full time role and and so um, what was that experience like when um, you know you you go on um, what episode was you on the chair? Yeah, I thought it was episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what was that experience like when you uh, you know the, you competed, you won, and then all of a sudden you know on your way home or whatever, and they call you like, hey, man, we want you to come back, and he's gone. <laughs> Where did everybody go? I don't know what happened. What? I don't know what happened, but uh, it booted him and it booted me. Fucking gonna get back on here. We'll see how it takes. I don't know what happened. I blame Sean because he got up and walked away, and he hit something when he left. So this is totally Sean's fault. That's always my fault, man. You know, um, always Sean's fault, man. Are we back? Can y'all see us in the comment section? Can y'all see us? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know what happened. This is so Sean's fault, man. Well, it's since it's my fault, I just want to let you know that's what you get. But uh, <laughs> I, I've, I'm expected that. Oh, there right. he is. He's back. Y'all just left me, man. No, that was Sean. Sean kicked everybody out because man. Uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean kicked everybody out. Mind, yeah, there we go. Man, you, you come around. To, you need to upgrade to a bush light, man. Nah, man. I, I, a bush latte? What you got? You got a Modelo over there? Was that what that was? Modelo. Modelo. Yeah, I, I would much rather take a Modelo over a bush light. A bush, bush latte, man. It's not light. Like it, Richard, were you with us when we went to Chop? No, no, you were leaving. So we went to Chop House. Like our third day there, we all go in sitting down. They're like, "Hey, what well, can I get y'all to drink?" They're going around the table to get the man. I was like, "Y'all got any bush light?" Man, everybody fucking looked at me and lost their mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the Yankee out of Ohio, but you can't take the Ohio out of the Yankee. Get Sean's bush light. And, and, and you know what, man? There was a time in my life where I mean, natural light, uh, bush. Okay, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, that was my thing, man. I'm, I mean, I was doing it. I love Modelo now uh, because I like what Modelo does. Like, I support people that support. Uh, yeah. Modelo is one of those entities that do that. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, and now I can't open the damn thing, man. <laughs> I, was, I ain't judging, man. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you had to doubt yourself, and then you got it. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you should have doubted yourself earlier, so. Ridge Wallet, it does more than just keep you safe. So I got a question for you. 
if you were to make a liquor for yourself to drink, mm-hmm. what would it, what would it be? Uh, for myself to drink, if I were to make a liquor, it would be. Uh, hmm. I would do. So, I love uh, I love like the exotics, right? Like mango, uh, passion fruit. So I did. All right, we're gonna talk about women. We good? We good. All right. So I had a girlfriend, right? Awesome. One of the most beautiful women I ever met in my life. Someone that I never thought I could even be in the presence of. Uh, and I'm just trying to impress her, right? So I said, I'm going to go get, like, passion fruit, guava, like, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Didn't even know what I was putting together. Why not putting together, like, 30 pounds of some fruit, mashed it in, and made this liquor, right? I didn't, I went against my rule. I didn't write it down. Oh. It wound up being some of the best shit I've ever made in my life. I made one liquor that came out tasting sweet. And I thought I did something wrong because I was very, very early on in the process. It was a banana, actually, that I let sit in one-gallon bottles. I had a five-gallon still, so I put them in one-gallon bottles, and it clarified us. Eight months, I was going through a bad marriage, and I didn't have nowhere to do it. It was all kind of stuff. It was like eight months, I didn't clarify. Yep, bad marriage. Bad marriages lead to good things, trust me. But I put that stuff in there with a really good yeast, and it wound up tasting sweet in the end. People told me, like, you bought that. You didn't make it. This stuff right here did the exact same thing. And I used a crazy yeast that I, I couldn't find any yeast. So I, I just got some yeast that I could find in this Indian store. Don't know where the Indian store is. <laughs> Don't know what food I put in it. But that was the best liquor I've ever made in my life. It cost me $252 to do a five-gallon run of the stuff. So it'll never be replicated again from me, but it was really, really good. <laughs> Hell, yeah. At least something good came out of it, you know. <laughs> Something really good. You know, uh, everything bad, I look at every opportunity in life, whether it's bad or good, it's going to teach me something and show me something. And you know, it, it all balances out. You know, if you got some bad, there's going to be some good. And if you got exactly. some really good, man, you better be prepared for be a little bad. bit of bad. Yeah. That little bit of bad is going to remind you you're alive, you know? And yeah. That's just, yeah. That's just how it is. So. Like you were asking me just how I feel from this side of the field. I master distiller. Sean, you got you got bulls and china shops over there or what? No, that's the elephant in the room, isn't it? <laughs> People going in now. Yeah, back to my question for Sean kicked us out because he was jealous he wasn't playing. Uh, so you got to go from um being master distiller to being on the show. Um elaborate a little bit more on that experience. Hopefully Sean won't kick us out again. Okay, hold on, just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. So uh that's different because that's what everybody really wants, right? Uh, oh yeah. And I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it at all. I didn't know that it was gonna happen. I didn't know any of that. I went on the show and I had a really good time there, like Sean did. I mean, it's fun being there and you it's it's crazy to be in that in that wheelhouse. But I didn't know and I talked to Digger right after the show, and he said, uh, I'm going to have somebody call you. And somebody calls me and says, hey, I'm a producer. I'm going to be coming down in a couple of days. I'm going to film with you. And I was like, for what? He said, I'm going to do a Moonshiners episode with you. We did Mungly AT. That was the first episode we did. 
Actually, we filmed that before I went to meet uh, Tickle and the Laws. And that was actually my first episode, but we had already filmed the movie. I didn't see this coming, and I really, sometimes I still pinch myself to see, you know, am I awake? Because it's never happened before. So, and then to see Amanda come right after that, like, I always tell people when you come to Master Distiller, do not come to Master Distiller with expectations. Don't come with the expectations you're going to wind up on Moonshiners. Come yep. here to really get out of this, you're going to get out of it. Come here to meet Sean. Come here to see Big Easy. I mean, come, come here to, to, to have a network that you can come back to because in making Moonshine, you buy a damn stuff. I mean, try to be elusive and hide. But coming here gives us a network of family, somebody that I can talk to, somebody that I can relate to. Like, I still around Alfredo Pena's life. Alfredo Pena, the Cuban cowboy. <laughs> if I could not be more proud of anyone on this show or that's been on this show, it would be Alfredo. I mean, Alfredo too has believed in himself enough. That's the thing. When no one believes in you, if you don't believe in your background, we're still moving around each other. We're still together. I mean, we go places and they're there. Hell yeah. Sean lives at a truck stop. <laughs> Sean, Sean lives at a truck stop in case anybody was wondering what all that noise is. They're, uh, they're, they're swapping out diesel engines in the background. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's two doors on the corner. You need a WD 40, them bad dudes, man. Like, no, not if they just stay shut. Spit on them or something, man. You lube them things up. I'm going to grab a cup real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. That hurts my ears. I'd rather hear the ice in your glass bang. <laughs> oh, don't! I got no more. Love giving Sean crap. Oh yeah, I think that's uh. You gonna have to lock normal. him doors or something. <laughs> Put you some no go signs up. So you gotta you gotta get you an on air sign. Yeah, you need an on air sign, Sean. You might as well just move out to the building. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This is gonna grow, and Sean's gonna move uh, into different spaces in life where you know this. This is his third spot so far. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, look, man. It, it, oh, it just all starts. I'm just giving Sean crap. Yeah, it all starts. <laughs> That's my job. It yeah. all starts. And you know what? There might be a space in life where you where that's required, where you go somewhere and you don't have those problems, and people will be like. What's up with the door? <laughs> we won't. We, yeah, who fixed and, the door? And we always, Where's the little girl? The little yeah, girl we always like we here? always like when the boss comes in. Like I will say, I, I enjoy when the boss comes in. It's Definitely. all part. It's all part of the experience, you know. So. But, yeah. but that, that also lets us know that that you're real. I mean, you have a yeah. family. You're not doing this uh, for yourself, and you're not being selfish. You you have a family you have to take care of. You can. There's no problem to tell us. Hold on a second. Let me take care of this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, because the truth behind this, you do this for a family. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no selfish. Your wife is not going to let you spend all that money on that big keg back there <laughs> and take money out of the house. Hell, I ain't going to use that thing. <laughs> or the thing next to it. That's just shit I got and plan on selling. Well, you're Hell, yeah, man. Do it. You still spend yeah. money on it. You know, it's, uh, it wasn't free. Yeah, but 
Well, but, make a little more money not spend on it. So. You know, that's that's one reason why um, we decided to go uncut it. I think it brings us it brings a different level to it. You know, it brings a little mm-hmm. more personal personal to it. You know, mm-hmm. you you see whatever happens here, it happens. You know, like exactly. You get a dog no walking up, it's here. You know, that's just what it is. And mm-hmm. and so you know, we're not afraid to say what we mean and stand by what we say. So that's that's one reason why we decided to do it like this. And and I, I think it works it. out really well. So I love it, and I think y'all doing an awesome job, man. Because this needs to be perpetuated. It needs to be carried on. Uh, it's a dying art. I I walked into Dow Flax place, and there was a policeman in there. And this guy, so we're going to, fuck it, let's just be real. It's a black guy. And uh, a I, cop. A cop. Okay. All right. Daryl's doing his, his opening. He's got everything done. I mean, you got to understand these are two people who, I'm talking about Daryl Flack for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is two diligent individuals who are covering their bases and making sure that things really work right. And someone screwed him and got the police in there. And there's this guy in there. I mean, there's all there's all kind of people in there. Nobody's saying nothing. I walked in and they're like, hey, they're closed. I was like, look, I'm just coming to support my friend. I want to tell him hi because I was trying to surprise him. And uh, man, this one asshole, just de- he's determined, hell bent on. He's seeing he's making Daryl's wife cry. He's seeing crying. Hell bent on making it. But no, like, Fuck it. If I go to jail tonight, I'm going to go to jail tonight, but I'm not going to let this happen. You know, yeah. this guy's doing the right fucking thing. This yeah. guy doesn't lie to anybody about the process. He doesn't. He's going to tell you the truth about what it takes to do it. This guy, when, I, when I've had problems, I can call him and say, I need you to drive eight hours after you're just getting off work and take care of that for me. Just like that. Platforms like this help people like that you know what i mean it's yep. despise not that they are small beginnings somebody told me that a little right. despise not the day of, of being small because you might look back in life and say when i got it so good and i'm in a million dollar environment like god damn I'm sorry. we all yep. we all we all start small in the beginning nobody comes out of the womb full grown <laughs> you know you're a baby you start you start small now you build yourself from there it's, yeah but see the head's always the head's Sometimes stay the same. Uh, oh, my, now my, my, I, don't know, I don't know how my mom got me out because I've always had an overly sized head, but, uh, but I counter it by being so humble. You know, <laughs> I hear you. Oh man, this was uh, this was awesome, What's man. next? What's next for you guys? What do you What do you guys see? We we what What do you see this going? Well, you know, usually we're the ones asking the questions, right? Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> that's, that's a good question. That's a good question. It I mean, is. I mean, you guys have the ability to do something that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people pay attention to what you guys say. I mean, y'all have some real good guests on. We've got another guy coming on the Moonshiners and starting to move his way through here, through there. Uh, y'all were able to, you know, let some people know the more personal personal side of a good individual yeah. you know, veteran coming into the situation. I mean, what do you guys? want to do next where do you guys want to go next with this because the sky is really the limit and you guys are in the front of something that a whole lot of guys don't have the capability to do so well if if you're talking like um podcast wise i like to get the information from the people that have it to the people that need it Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah i mean it's i enjoy the hell out of it 
Uh, See, I, I find this real important to be able to hear, um, to learn about people. Like, like we learn more about you in 45 minutes of more about you personally than we have in every episode you've been on the show. You know, like, you know, they talk a little about, you get to talk, you know, a little here and there, but we didn't get to hear the, you know, stopping up the, uh, stopping up the worm story or, or just really, really getting to know you personally, you know, like, the, yeah. like, so for us, this is more of a allow guys that everybody sees to get their personal story out there or for, or even to let um, small time guys who are up and coming talk about their aspirations and who they learn from early. And, and so, you know, for, I, for now we're just riding a wave of, and just really trying to get the information out there for the new beginner to be like, man, yeah, I want to do that. I want to try that. Yep. Yep. You know, that's, that's awesome. Like y'all had Jerry on the show, like Jerry. I love Jerry. I mean, I, 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 me and Mike Cockle got a little situation going on, but Jerry and I are, you know, pretty good people. Uh, and I'm going to whip Mike Cockle's ass. I'm going to tell y'all right now, all right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, That's for a different show. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back later on about, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it's hey, Jerry Benson. Uh, dude, Jerry's like, one of the fucking best flavor technicians I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, Tater. Tater. Tater's, I mean, this guy can walk into a legal licensed distillery right now and make sugar in Tennessee shine and all these guys just shit their fucking pants tomorrow. I mean, I've had the chance, the one thing that I appreciate about it is I've had the chance to meet individuals like that. Like, Daniel yeah. Maynard? Daniel fucking Maynard. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Daniel is one of the best liquor makers I've ever met in my life. And I know Mark and Digger. I mean, I, I know that these guys make really good liquor. But when you stand outside, like, you guys have the, the opportunity to let the world know the truth. I mean, like, the truth is y'all got the best on the show. You know, I'm, I'm glad to be able to come behind guys like that because those guys right there, like I don't come from a lineage like they come from. They can say, you know, my grandfather, my uncle, my cousins. I remember when I was young, I had to do this. I didn't do none of that shit. When I was young, I was picking sugar cane. I was planting sugar cane, shit like that. Yeah. There was no way. Yep. The only yep. alcohol we had in our life was when we went get it from the store. Yep. Right. I wasn't making it. So believe it or not, I look up to these guys that I'm surrounded with now. Even you, Sean, you know what I'm saying? You came on the show and did your damn thing, you know? There's something I'm going to learn from you. There's things I learned that I can pick up and take along the way with me. So just being able to be in a wheelhouse like this, I wish platforms like this existed before I walked into the situation because I walked in blind. I walked in, I didn't, people didn't even want to drink alcohol when I was making it back in the day because this was a hobby. <laughs> I started watching a damn television show and I started making alcohol because I loved it. Started doing the research because I loved the thought of what they were doing. These guys come from it. They yep. actually know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I pay a lot of attention to that. And I'm just privileged to have been around those individuals. Amanda, I mean, Tater, Daniel, uh, everybody. Howard, I mean, Howard in his own right. Howard's not a liquor maker. Howard's been around people that makes liquor. But if, when you put Howard in front of a mash build, in a steel, you got some problems on your hand because he's been around some people that really know how to make alcohol. And he wasn't sitting there just looking at them. He was paying right. attention to what they were doing. 
So being around this gave me the capability to be able to sharpen my skill because I didn't have a lineage in life that showed me how to make alcohol. Mm -hmm. I knew, they knew how to drink it, goddammit. <laughs> That's usually the problem. <laughs> I learned that real young. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I'm, I applaud you guys for being able to have the, the medium that you have right now because if there's somebody like me behind me, they have people like you guys to be able to look forward to because YouTube will lie to you. YouTube won't tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. And there's there's platforms like this where you can sit down and really talk to people and listen to people and hear what they have to say. And, you know, the good thing about podcasts is you can always go back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah this is here. It's here. It's going to stay on YouTube. It's going to yep. be on Spotify. And at any time you can go back, you can listen to it. And, and you know, and what we say is what we mean. Yep. And exactly. Mean what we say, you know. Exactly. But, yeah, that's uh, as far as everybody that we've had on, you know, like Jerry, you. Um, our, that's like he was saying, you know, our goal is not to talk about the show because everybody gets to see the show. You know, we want to know you before the show, what you do outside of the show. I, I want to learn about you as a person and not so much yeah. as a character, you know, like, 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 yeah, yeah you, you, you play a character and you, you know, you play yourself, but even still, like, mm -hmm. like I want to know you, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I want to get to know that person. So, mm -hmm. And and that's that's the whole reason why we get all these guys from Master Distiller, and now we're we're grateful enough to have guys from the actual show coming on, and now we got people wanting to be on, which is you know it it really shows me and Sean that, that, that what we're doing it, it matters, you know. And we wasn't sure at first, and and so you know we're about six months into this, and and we're more excited now than when we first started, which is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's a good thing. Perpetuating this, it's all about perpetuating this craft. This craft cannot die because yep. if it does, a lot of things die with it. I mean, a lot of things die with it. It's not just heritage. It's not just, I don't have the heritage attached that a lot of people have attached to it. I just have something different than love for it. I can't describe You are your heritage, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, 20 years from now, you know, 20, 30, 50 years from now, when you're long gone, somebody in your family might look back and you're the heritage. You started yep. the heritage in your family. Mm -hmm. So you're the great grandpa moonshiner who made it, who made it on a TV show, who made it on another TV show and, and became famous for what they do, you know? And, and so, you know, we all, we all, we all start small. So we all start somewhere and, and a heritage starts with somebody. Somebody had to take that step forward. And uh, <clears throat> like how you was talking about how, you know, you wish back in, back when you got on the show, you had something like this. Well, you know, I, Sean too, but yeah. without you guys taking that leap of faith and putting yourselves out there, well, maybe this wouldn't be here today. And and maybe things wouldn't, you know. Take oh, this off definitely wouldn't people. be here. Yeah, this, this definitely wouldn't be here. No, no. So, and it's hey, just, I, I hope Master Distiller keeps going and keeps giving uh, people that platform. Uh, mm -hmm. I had the chance to judge this season, and I, I those guys have the hardest job in the world. Yeah. I mean, they have the hardest job in the world to sit down there and and be specific and not uh, not be judgmental or anything like that. Just mm -hmm. go with what, what they know they have to go with. I mean, they have a real, real, real hard job. I had the, the privilege of judging some people three totally different sides of the world, three totally, literally, three yeah. different sides of the world, three different spectrums. Uh, and believe it or not, and my the person that we sit on home make the best alcohol. But 
it wasn't required at that time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. moving yeah. that situation is going to be, man, this, I wish everybody had that, that advantage to go through what we went through, Sean. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time, man. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even while I was hungover. Once <laughs> 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 I hit the head of the dog, you I was good. Be the last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you ain't, you won't definitely ain't the last. No, man. Oh, hell no. no. <clears throat> but uh, so I gotta ask, man. Uh, oh yeah, you know, elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, the, the doors are shut. The dogs are not in yet. <laughs> but uh, so, of course, we've seen last week's episode. What? Uh, what 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 happens yeah, when, when kind of what causes that? Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you don't take the cap off of still when you shut it off? Man, rest in peace. Rest, uh, rest in peace <laughs> to Daniel so gonna, Still. So we're gonna give some we're gonna give some behind the scenes to that right there. I don't think nobody be too mad. Uh, yeah, it's it's done, past and gone. We're good. So yeah, yeah. It, but you know what? This is the bad thing about it. You know, I, I learned something from that. Like there's something you're gonna learn in everything you do. Mm-hmm. Learn something. From that when all this was going down it was we're really filming we're really running i mean most people say ain't running liquor no we were running liquor we're really filming this really running we got a camera crew out here uh it's starting to rain uh a whole bunch of shit just started happening and the perfect storm <laughs> hastefully hastefully and when i looked at the television shot to daniel i said daniel i don't remember cutting the bill off because Daniel is, let me tell you something, this still is so well built. Daniel built this. Yeah. This still was so well built that I did not have to paste it. Nice. I mean, no shit. What did, you, did you set a rock on top of it or something on the cat? Put a center block on top of it, and that was enough right there. But I did paste it for Pete's sake. I don't know who Pete is, but I always do shit for Pete. <laughs> me too, man. <laughs> Pete's a bastard. <laughs> Always got you doing extra shit. If, if I wouldn't have done Pete, it might not happen. It might have leaked a little bit. But uh, the steel really did implode. I really did get the chance to see what it's like. Uh, I bet that scared the fucking ass out of you, didn't it? Did you need new pants afterwards? I know I need new pants. What scared the hell out of me more than anything was that I was disappointing a good dude, Daniel Man. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? And I didn't want that to happen above all. Television is television, and they might think it's a really good thing to let some shit like that yeah, happen. That's, that, that hurts you inside, you know? Like you got you, yeah. you got to disappoint somebody you respect. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's it's like when you, you mess up as a kid, you got to tell your dad something that he told you not to do, and you're just, you know, you don't want to disappoint somebody that you respect and look up to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't seen, I, I might have seen Daniel a couple of, t- couple of times since then, but uh, I just got into this area, and he and I were having a conversation after the episode aired, and I said, you know what? I'm not texting no more. I'm coming to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's something that happened, but, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's, I'm, I'm glad that it, I won't say that I'm glad that it happened because it didn't happen to me. It happened right. to Daniel. It happened yeah. for us. So we're able, we're able to actually let people know, like, this is what's going to happen if you don't do that. Oh, yeah. Yes. There are precautions to make sure that this deal is safe. As soon as you shut it off, you should be taking it apart. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
So they have invented something, and I'm pretty sure you will see later on, uh, a necessary precaution in a moonshine still. It's called the Landry the, Valve. The Landry Valve. <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, we've we've heard all about the Landry Valve. I mean, when Sean said he was he was he was thinking about getting a new big still, I asked him. I was like, "So you get Landry Valve on it?" <laughs> so, hey, I think everybody should have a Landry Valve. This You're right. Automatic Landry valve in place. You know what? Since then, I have been working with an engineer uh, to do something mechanical, to do something that's not plastic. Uh, working out of copper is a real hard situation, I found out. So we're going to do something with brass. But we're going to put a fail safe in place. We're going to start a fail safe in place. Not nothing that we intend to profit on or anything like that, but to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And what, yep. a better, what a better way to take something drastic that happened for the negative and turn it into a, a great positive, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Man, I, I everybody mean, I, fucks up. You know what I mean? Exactly. I've been making moonshine for a long time. I mean, it's it's 12 years, 13 years into this process right now. And I've never had that happen to me before. I'm not going to use the rain. I'm not going to use the rush. I'm not going to use the so many people around. I'm not going to use that. I fucked up. Shit happens, man. Like Exactly. I'm going to fuck up something before I wind up in bed tonight. It's just, it's how it goes. You know, like I'm fucking up something before I go to bed. I don't know what it is, but it's going to happen. You know, like it's probably a valve and it's not a Landry valve. Fuck exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, when, when things do happen, when things do happen, uh, you know, especially when you, you with a good friend like that. I mean, this guy gave me three, four thousand dollars. Five that he could have sold that still for ten thousand dollars. I mean, oh, you know, when somebody entrusts you with something like that, just be real and don't run away from the situation. Let them know what goes on, because especially with somebody like Daniel, I mean, Daniel's an individual you could talk to about anything. I had a situation where I actually lost a wallet and while I was filming and I didn't have, I don't know what the hell I was going to do to get back home. And Daniel's like, shit, you ain't got nothing to worry about, boy. Mm -hmm. Shit, I call every gas station between here and there and make sure your tank's full every, every step of the way. But here, take this <laughs> Right now, you ain't got to worry about that. I mean, hell of a guy. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful family, man. Uh, awesome dude. So the the, mo the most disappointing thing about the whole thing was that it happened to Daniel Maynard. If it was Mike Cocker, I'd be like, yeah, I blew that motherfucker still up. <laughs> <laughs> or if it was your hey, own, you can accept I'm that. missing like, something oh, I can't funny. wait to see. Oh uh, yeah! Like, so, so uh, you're, you're plugged us. We gotta tune in next. We we gotta tune in, right? That's what you yes, said. Yes, definitely tune in. Gotta yes. tune in. We we. I mean, if you've been watching the show, you can see where it's going. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I'm religious. I watch it. I stream well, it on TikTok. From the sound of it, from the sound of it, he probably blew up the right still this time. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Can't give out tidbits, Sean. You know better than that. I don't know what's going on. I'm just assuming. You're just assuming. Yeah, you're making ass out of yourself like usual. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It ain't the first time, and it won't be the last. Uh, it sure as hell won't be the last. It won't be the last time tonight. What are you talking about? He's all right. <laughs> hell no. Oh, man. That's awesome. So, like, hey, first time Sean left me alone, uh, we had a 100-gallon still with a 35-gallon thumper. We was running. First time he left me alone. I broke the drain valve off of it. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, uh, I went to drain it, and I broke the drain valve. Um, what do we do? You got another one? And luckily you had another one. I was able to fix it. Well, like you said, man, you fuck shit up. You just got to jump in feet first, admit your mistake, let them know what happened, and 
and, and keep figure, and, yeah, keep moving and figure it out. So yeah, yeah, and that, I mean that's the moonshine. That's what that's what being a moonshine is. I mean, have being addressed with a situation and being able to take care of it right then and there, without any resources at hand, just using the tools you have in front of you. That's what that's right. moonshine is supposed to be, but. We're going to change that misnomer because times have changed and we do have adequate resources right now. So there should be no reason why we have problems that we can't address. We have liquors that we can't make better. Uh, corn can be a different corn if we take the time and effort to put into it. Strawberry can be a different strawberry if we take the time and effort to put into it. We can make an apple pie with a little clove. <laughs> a little cinnamon. <laughs> really do love it. We'll pick up yeah. on Oh hey, yeah, there's in here. You know, there's inundate you with the thing. I just got to give you a little whisper of it. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we we live in the information age, and there's absolutely no reason not to not for your horizons to be huge. You know, there's no reason to stay in such a small box when everything is at your fingertips. It's in your pocket. It's on your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you like you joined our podcast on your phone. Like you know, you can hop off here and learn about learn about anything you want to learn. And so there's no reason to just be one one way and stuck in a certain way. And, yep. you know, it's there. Learn it. And that's the problem. Yep. I see people staying stagnant and they keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see people making moonshine right now and they want to jump into the flavoring game because everybody's flavoring. And, I mean, I, I, I look at it a different way. I'd rather give you a clear jar that tastes like what, what I say it is. As yeah. Opposed- yep. Give me a brandy over anything any day. Exactly, yeah. but it's gonna taste like what I say it is, and I don't have to post flavor it. Yep, it's gonna be I mean, clear. And I one of the, one of the biggest um, one of the biggest compliments somebody can give you when you hand them a jar of brandy, they look at you and say, "What'd you put in this afterwards?" Exactly, and you're like, "I didn't put nothing in that," and they argue with you about it. Like, dude, I made that. I know damn well I didn't put nothing in it afterwards. But mm-hmm. you know, that just tells you that it's you know you did what you were supposed to do and you did it right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And I mean, now I don't I don't I don't fault any of the moonshiners that want to go that way and put that much liquor and that much something else in a jar, because for the longest time we had to fill up a jar mm-hmm. and sell everything and not be able to benefit. So, I mean, moonshiners are actually able to win right now. The old time was like my grandfather said, boy, they must be rolling over in their grave right now, because, I mean, we are able to to profit now. Yeah. As we couldn't we can profit with that much now. Yeah, yeah you could profit off a quarter jar. What what it used to take you to profit off a, a full jar. Exactly. So that's, that's right. I mean, times good. A good things that time times are changing because the guys that are really out there in the woods doing it illegally, or mm-hmm. the guys that don't have the resources to really do it in a controlled environment. That's the way for them to really be able to take care of themselves and not have to spend so much of their product into the thing. Because you know what it takes so to get up here and make moonshine both of you. To get up here, and yep. shine, and then you know, you it's like I'm almost giving you this shit when I sit back and look at it. Like the money that I put into moonshine is nothing. I mean, I can go that shit washing cars tomorrow if I had to, but the time, I can't replace, yeah. the, time. I can't replace the money. I can't replace the time. I mean, if I'm gonna give you, I'm not selling you a jar of liquor. I'm selling you a jar of my fucking time. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're selling it. You're selling a jar of yourself. Exactly. It's more than time, you know. It's that's your blood, sweat, tears, your time. It's your whole, your passion. You know, it's everything about you in that jar. You know, I always say that uh, the biggest difference in each jar is love. You know, how much love did you put into it? You put the love into your ingredients, and that's that's the biggest. It's you. 
that's the biggest difference in everything is the person and how much they're willing to put in. And you can always tell when somebody loves it more than somebody else. They put just that little bit more in and it shows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, just a few extra steps. I mean, corn has so many chemicals. Just figure out what chemicals you're using. I mean, you're dealing with because not many people pay attention to what's in the thing that they're making. I mean, when you make a banana brandy, you do not take into consideration. Most people don't think about the fact that there's potassium, a whole lot of it in here. Potassium, if you would just taste it, would be something you don't want to drink. You're going to carry that shit over. Unless you go through the necessary steps it takes to isolate potassium through heat control and take it out of there. And that's something that everybody has the ability to do. The boiling point of potassium, I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. I should know. But a 10 minute period of boiling, I mean, potassium will dissipate. If you don't take it all out of there, you will take the bulk of it out. It's just like the ethyls or the methyls in alcohol. We don't want those things. So we yeah. make sure they come out. Why? Yep. And those things with flavoring or thiamine or niacin and those things appear in everything that we present in alcohol we bring it over change the way we do alcohol we can change the way that alcohol is change the way that, that it takes i mean when when you give somebody a proper banana brandy they're not going to go to anybody else you just want that customer forever yeah hey, hey when i go to a burger place and it's the greatest burger i ever had i'm going back to that place every time i ain't going right. somewhere else I know, like, hey, man, I'm going there, and I'm getting the fries, and that's going to be the best thing I had all week, and you know, like, that's your place, and it's no exactly. different. There's a reason why people who re really like Jack Daniels, they drink nothing but Jack Daniels their whole life. You know, you, you go with what you know, and you go with what you love, and, and, pe and you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. You know, yep. easy, easy to develop a habit. If I like something, I'm going to stick with it. And like, you know, I go to the Chinese food place, order the same thing every time because the one time I order something different, I'm disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I look at that too, the same thing with alcohol. I mean, if, if if we, so we've been teaching people based on an antiquated science uh, and it's antiquated, it's old. I mean, do this and do this and do this and you make that. It's antiquated. It's based off of some people that didn't have a whole lot of education, uh, didn't the science even though they were doing it they were doing chemistry didn't realize it but times have our accessibility to things that make our product better have changed. so the responsibility that we have now is to teach people that this can with you if you have some evolution within you and you think you're capable of changing this then by all means do so because alcohol does not have to stay what it is there's a reason why on medicine bottles, it says, do not consume this product with alcohol. Really go back and look at the science behind that. The science behind that specifically states that alcohol is a mechanism by which things are delivered to your bloodstream immediately. Alcohol gets into every vital organ in your body far quicker than the saturation rate of having to go through the bloodstream. Like taking a pill, Tylenol uh, is a while for it to work. If you take that Tylenol with some alcohol, the results, those things really well, they get to the thing that needs to be your brain really, really There's a reason why lobbyists walked into Congress and sent it a long time ago said, hey, we put that on every label because if we can't sell that shit, we can't pay y'all. 
Yep. Right. That's way it is. We can we can administer medications through medicine. So we deal with a lot of herbals now. We're dealing going with herbals. Uh, yeah. Deal with a tea specifically that has anti-inflammatory uh, implications to it. I can give you a meted dose of this thing in the form of a just droplet under your tongue, and within 20 minutes you're going to have one of the most effective anti anti-inflammatories in the world running through your system, running through your brain, particularly where we need it to be. I mean, there's so much that we can do with alcohol that we are just not doing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you'll see it. Like, you saw how fast we went from the um, the right flyer to landing on there the There we go. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. saw how quick we went from that. You know, it's just once, once once enough people are interested in it and they realize that then it, things like that take off. And, and but, That's so interesting that you said that. I love aviation. I fly. Uh, you know, yeah. we from, I'm, from, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. If, you, if you love aviation, I'm from okay. Dayton, Ohio. You ever come up here, I'll take you to the Air Force, the the largest Air Force museum in the in the country, okay. at, at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. I don't recommend you. It's cold as shit here. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we do that in the summertime. Yeah. yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So I use the Wright brothers uh, analogy all the time. Like uh, I was on the CJ today, that jet. So and I'm sitting. My little brother doesn't know what I'm thinking, but I'm sitting back thinking like uh, these guys started with some wood and some silk. Yeah, probably, probably argued about move your arm. And now we're at the point right now where we're sitting in first class, and you know we we can walk around. We can. I, I don't know nothing about that. I ain't never gone on a plane. I don't know nothing about that. If I can't drive there, I ain't going. So you know, I, I, I knew that was coming. I'll take your word for it. Feel that way too, man. But uh, it's, it's just so different. I I I love flying. I, I love being able to control flight. I, I love being able to be the one in control. If I always say that, you ever heard somebody say, you know, take your time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. You know why Rome wasn't built in a day? Because I wasn't. <laughs> All them goddamn plays they had, we could have got it done. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the Wright brothers approached that also. Jack Daniels approached that also. Jack Daniels has a very interest, interesting story behind them um, that perpetuated them through life. It wasn't that just Jack Daniels had a real nice recipe. There was a story of love that came behind them that set them off that that made that work. Bacardi, similar. It wasn't just that Bacardi had an interesting product. There was a story that came from behind them that really propelled them to where they are. The Beam, same thing, the guys that been yep. in it. Uh, there's interesting stories behind this. So when you go look at the outlying factors, it's just not that they made a really good product. They had something behind them that brought them to where they are right now. And that's where alcohol should be. It should be platforms like this where people can sit down and talk and tell the truth about things. And, you know, I don't know how many people know about boiling points or what chemicals are really in the, pro in the things that we make and turn into alcohol. But I hope everybody goes and pays attention to the fact that there is potassium in bananas and you might yep. want to take shit out firm it next time it's going to make your product taste a whole lot better i can yep. do that now whereas i would have had to put some information out there and pray somebody believed in it and understood what i'm talking about and it's, it's a good thing that alcohol is changing into this it's not just changing into some shit that we do in the backwoods it's changing into this yeah absolutely well i i think we're coming to the end we've kept people on here long enough so, i don't want it to end man i want to uh, i'd say here all night hey. <laughs> You're more than welcome to, to come back, man, anytime. Anytime, man. We, 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 love, 
love repeat. So after yeah. after after I beat the shit out of Mike Cock or he beats the shit out of me, I tell you what, if I I'll tell you what. If I get a shiner, I'll make sure I come back right here. As soon as All right. I- well, I'll tell you what. After the fight, we'll have both you fuckers on here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. You know, you know what? We'll do a pre and after. You know, we'll, we'll host it. We're all hey, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up real good. You'll wrap it up real it. nice. So, Let's you know, we'll, uh, we <laughs> things happen. That's the way it goes. You know, we settle it and then shake hands and move on. Move on. That's how it is. So, but, why not? Yeah. <laughs> or not, you know, you never know. <laughs> we're, hope, we're hoping for the best. You know, we're gonna hope That's for right. the best every time. So, well, y'all tune in. But, y'all gonna see it. Uh, we, we, we're still working on it. It's not over with yet. But uh, right. so, you know, I'll, I'll be watching. Um, you yep. know, and if uh, you know, if if you ever want to judge my liquor on Master Distiller, give me a call. Something uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to say before we get oh, out of here, man. I wish. <sighs> Everybody would take the courage that Sean and I took. And if you make alcohol and you think you can do something different, please go see these people. Yeah, apply. Yeah. Like, they, they have those open castings, you know. Yeah. Like Get in touch have, with Just Pain. Uh, have faith Just in yourself Pain. and apply. You never Just know. Just McGilla Entertainment. Get in touch with them. Uh, let them know that you have an interest in doing that. I mean, they're always looking for people to come on. You never know what you're going to do when you get in that platform, but the people that you're going to meet when you're around there, it's not just meeting Mark and Digger and Tim. Tickle's going to be around. It's not just meeting. I'll be around sometimes. It's not just meeting us. I mean, the cast and the crew is awesome, but the camaraderie that you become a part of after that is something great. Family and brotherhood. Oh, my God. I have people that I haven't even met on the show that reach out to me now and like, hey, I mean, I'm I'm brother so-and-so. Like, yes, you are. Yeah, and, you know, and it's it's wild. You, you want you, you you gain a friend, and you wind up with a family member. You know, you that's right. That, <laughs> that's how it is, and that's how it should be. But um, exactly. I hope yeah. everybody that has this capability, that has this interest, come please come see us. Please come show us what you can do because they might be Sean, they might be Richard. Yep, and you know, anybody wants to come on on the show and shoot the shit, man, get a hold of Sean. Um, yep. He'll be late. I don't buy it too hard. There. <laughs> but, uh, Richard, man, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. We're honored to uh, yes, give us your time and and spend a couple hours on here with us shooting shit and fighting through the technical difficulties. And, Sean. Know, and, uh, and Yeah, Sean, you damn right. See, on board now. That's what it's about. Yeah, everybody's on board. We, we blame welcome. Sean. Even though, he, <laughs> even though Sean tried to kick us out and hog the show for himself, we, we still came back. But anyways, <laughs> man, yeah. uh, they said, you know, honor, we're grateful. We really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing y'all on Wednesday night. Uh, hope everybody has oh, yeah. a great night, um, except Sean. He needs to go uh, help <laughs> change those diesel engines in the background. So, you know, we love all y'all. Have a great night. Thanks again, Richard. Yeah. Thanks again, Sean. It's been Thanks, a blast. Yep. Everybody else, shine on. Definitely.